Welcome to the Media Books Podcast, the only place on the internet where creative accounting isn't a bad thing. Owning a virtual firm today means having a professional and modern online presence, and in this podcast, we talk about how to do just that. My name is Kristen Corey, and I'm the owner of Media Books, a media agency that provides creativity exclusively to accounting firms. And if you're an accounting firm owner, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Media Books Podcast. In this podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about the Can Spam Act. I know it sounds so exciting, but here's the thing it is super important and it is likely addressing some of the questions that you've had when you are putting together email campaigns for your clients. So, first of all, what is the Can Spam Act? Essentially, the Can Spam Act is to prevent people from, or essentially making it illegal for people to send you spam. Now, this isn't just those cold emails we randomly get from people. This also includes emails that you send out as a business, and it regulates what you need to include, how you need to write certain content, and making sure that you are not deceptive in your campaigns. Now, generally speaking, you are probably following most of these already, but it's just kind of good to kind of review these guidelines and then also answer some of the question as far as why do I need to have an address in my email campaign? If you have ever used an email campaign app like MailChimp or Flowdesk or HubSpot, you will realize that you cannot even send out email campaigns without providing an address, which in the world of virtual businesses and remote working, it is incredibly frustrating because you work from home and maybe you don't want to share your home address with everyone in your email campaign list. And so I first want to go through kind of what those standards are. Generally speaking, there's seven main rules that you need to be aware of and kind of consider. And then I'm also going to talk about really what defines a business email campaign. So First, going to get into those seven rules. Number one is don't use false or misleading header information. Now, essentially what this means is when you have the from or the to information or anything, um, you know, relating to that, you can't basically say, hey, this email's from your mom or, you know, this email is going, you know, reply to um, the IRS, that information needs to be legitimate, uh, including things like your domain name and your email address, um, helps ensure that the person or business who initiated the message is the actual person that they are talking to. Number two is don't use deceptive subject lines. So again, you can't use something like, open this now to make sure the IRS doesn't come after you. Um, but if you want to use it in a marketing sense, if you're talking about, hey, you know, you need to know this information so you don't get audited, you can say something like, here's some ways where here are you know, five tips to prevent an audit or five tips to handle an audit more efficiently. That's okay. But if you're making it something where it sounds like um, urgent, deceptive, that's where you're going to start heading into trouble. Um, and that's also an issue you'll find with a number of these points is that there's not a black or white yes, you have to include this exact wording. Sometimes it's a gray area and it says things like don't use deceptive subject headlines. And so that leaves a little bit of room for interpretation. Which actually brings us to number three, identify the message as an ad. So you need to basically explain, yes, this is an ad. Now, you may be thinking, I don't say that in my emails. Like, do people 
do I have to say like this is an ad? Um, we've, you've seen probably on social media, a lot of people include the hashtag ad and they can get into a lot of trouble if they don't include that. Email campaigns are a little different. So I'm actually going to read you an excerpt um, from someone on the FTC uh, website who said, do I have to have a specific wording when it comes to saying my email is an ad? Um, so the CAN-SPAM Act doesn't require senders to identify messages as an advertisement in the subject line. Initiators of commercial email only have to identify the message as an ad in a way that is clear and cons conspicuous. The law gives you flexibility in how to do that effectively, but remember that deceptive subject lines are illegal. Before the act was passed in 2003, some states required unsolicited commercial emails to include a label like ADV in the subject line, but Congress preempted those laws with can spam. And so essentially what it's saying is it just needs to be clear that it's an ad. You don't need to have specific wording or specific language that says this is an ad. If you have something like your logo, you're clear about the services that you offer, which generally most of our clients are and most people that come to us are, you should be fine. Number four, tell the recipients where you are located. So again, this is just kind of a little frustrating um, part that they have to make sure that people are not being spammed or um, scanned, spammed or scammed. Um, Number five, tell, tell recipients how to opt out of receiving future email from you. So if you ever noticed on the bottom of email campaigns, there's an unsubscribe button. If you've ever thought, oh, that I don't want people to unsubscribe and you try to delete it, you can't. You shouldn't. You need to have that legally according to the FTC. People need to be able to say, I do not want to receive any future email campaigns from you. You need to honor opt-out requests. Number six. They say within a certain number of days, essentially within 10 days, you need to allow people to opt out or you need to basically remove them from uh, the email list. And then lastly, monitor what others are doing on your behalf. So for example, if you were to outsource your email campaigns to us, which we do handle, we would also have to follow all of these same standards. Just because you outsource it to us doesn't mean we can go then contact all the people who have opted out on your behalf or we can put someone else's address. We also have to follow all these standards and rules. And so you may be thinking, okay, what actually, like, do I have to include this for all my business emails? Are there certain emails? Is it using an email campaign app that makes it, um, makes me have to follow these compliance? The FTC also has regulations and guidance on how to determine whether an email has to follow these standards. And typically they fall into two categories. Either they are transactional and relational or they are commercial. Now, a good way to just essentially differentiate the two is transactional, transactional, relational, I'm falling over my words. Transactional and relationship type emails include client-specific information. So for example, if you were to purchase something from my website, you would receive an email saying, thank you for your purchase. Here's your receipt. We'll talk to you later. And maybe I would have additional information like a blog post, or I would have resources, resources that you could check out. That would have some commercial nature to it because I'm including blog content or my website, but because there is specific information about a recent purchase or something specific to that recipient, it is considered a tr transactional relationship type email versus a commercial email where the entirety of the email 
does not have any sort of specific information relating to that, uh, that recipient. Now, this also includes things like personalization. So if you include like hello, and then you include a personalization tag, maybe you've seen those where in an email campaign, you can say, I want the person's first name to show up here. That doesn't necessarily count. That, that's, that still makes it a commercial email. That's more of a marketing um, sort of perk and feature that doesn't necessarily make the email transactional or relationship in nature. So I hope that was helpful. I know sometimes uh, kind of when it comes to privacy policies and online marketing and all these different things, we hear a lot about it in the news and it sounds a little bit overwhelming, but at least we can simplify our understanding of regulations around email campaigns today. Hey everyone, thanks so much for checking out another episode of the Media Books Podcast. If you haven't heard, we have an exciting new launch this week. This November 2nd, Media Books will be launching website templates. Designing your website has never been easier with layouts built for accounting firms, so you don't have to think about what to include on your website. These templates are designed for accounting firms with guides that show you how to use Squarespace, our preferred website platform, and prompts that tell you specifically what to write in each block. Be sure to subscribe to our email list to be the first to be notified of the launch. I'll see you guys tomorrow.